Hello ladies and gentlemen, it is The Best Scott Beat. It is season two, episode seven. My name is Luke Hatfield and I am joined by what is essentially, I mean, the A-list of A-list in Warsaw now. <laughs> uh, Warsaw correspondent Liam Keane. Um, how's your week been A-lister? Yeah, well, it's, it gets made better when you get recognised at games, doesn't it? I mean, uh, <laughs> it was only this, the... is, this is what that intro was all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I knew, I knew that's where you were coming from. Um, it was only the once. Yeah, but that's all you need. That's it. I mean, yeah, I mean that that one that, that sticks with you the first time it ha- <laughs> the first time it happens. So you're big time now. Oh you're yeah, big time. I was just thinking of first then, but I could go down into some seriously uh, weird territory. Um, mm. Yeah, it was the. It was the Cheltenham game, so that was mm-hmm. well, a couple of weeks ago now, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was so no one at the Oldham game or the Mansfield game bothered, but the Cheltenham game, they, they decided to, because that was the Cheltenham game was first before them two. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but yeah, I, uh, I was walking towards the media entrance at, uh, at the Banks's and a lovely chap walking towards me. Did you uh, get a name? No, I didn't, sadly. Uh, he, was oh. on a blue, he was on a blue jacket. Um, <laughs> he looked, he was with what he looked like was his... Wife or partner and child, and uh, oh, this isn't a police uh, questioning. <laughs> and uh, did you have any recognizable tattoos? Or? Well, well he, had, he had brown hair, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, and he and he, he just pointed at me and went, Now you can say you've been recognized. It was quite a good way of doing it because obviously he listens, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd sort of had a laugh and said, I'll mention on the next one, so there I have, I've mentioned it. First guy, thank you, mystery man, mystery, mystery man, um. Was it a bit of a weird feeling for you? Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I actually quite enjoy, quite enjoyed it. A bit. It's a perk of the job, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a, a bit uh, the sort of ego and the big-headedness. But, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I quite enjoyed it. It wasn't like uh, a load of women were swarming around me asking for pictures because I wouldn't complain about that either. Just don't tell the girlfriend about it. Um, <laughs> but no, 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 no. It was good, actually. I quite liked it. It was a bit, it was a bit odd. And I walked into the press room and, and, and speaking to the, uh, the Warsaw guys and was like, just been recognised mm. first time it's happened one of the strangest situations I've been involved in in terms of this kind of thing because we do a lot of video work as well um, people do come to recognise you after mm. a little while I was walking to the Hawthorns once um, and this will be a very brief story because I know it's not all sort related uh, and someone spotted me from the video it was an autograph hunter so he normally an waits out yeah, normally waits out for the players <laughs> no waits out for the players he was like oh you're from the Expressing Star aren't you I was like yeah yeah he's like do you mind putting your autograph down and I was like no me? way <laughs> honest to god <laughs> Richard Fletcher our former digital football intern was with me so this wasn't that long ago then it was what last season yeah last season wow um, um, old chap lovely guy named Jim lovely bloke love Jim um, but I, I genuinely when he asked me I was like I kind of turned around I was like is there someone behind me as in like why would you want my signature there's, that is... there's a signature book now it's got like uh, James Morrison <laughs> maybe Romelu Lukaku next time Luke Hatfield from uh, <laughs> The Express well, Star level, and, and then of wow. course like Matt Phillips and Sam Johnson oh, and Ben Foster whoever they are yeah. Ben Foster <laughs> don't bring him up um, yeah Sam Johnson though fond memories of Sam, well fondish memories of Sam Johnson he was on loan at Warsaw uh, yes well he's uh, yeah way before my time yeah um, no if, if that ever happens to me that will literally be the best day of my life I think. That's, I'm calling on Warsaw fans now Warsaw autograph hunters go out and find mm, Liam Keane find me and get him get his autograph I, I don't want it to be forced though. I want it to be someone who's perhaps even not listened to it and 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 done it off their own back because mm. now it's going to be forced when you get a load of guys who have been not drinking since 10am 
<laughs> coming over to me going, oh. coming over with a with, with a Nando's napkin <laughs> and a sharpie I was going to do an accent then but I, I'm glad I didn't do not do not attempt <laughs> I'm really glad accent. I didn't I was about to do it and you jumped in with a Nando's napkin so I let that slide yeah um, no how otherwise before we get on to the football how's, how's your week been alright yeah it's been good um, obviously not good football wise because you want to win but it's uh, no it's been good I had a, a nice couple of days off on Monday and Tuesday working from work in the weekend and had a bit of a chill and uh, yeah ready to go for Saturday yeah ready to go um, let's get into it then shall here we here we go come on oh this has been hard to, to hype myself up for Liam it's been, how do you think I feel it's been hard um, we've got three games to talk about believe it or not three defeats um, yeah. as I'm sure everyone uh, was fully aware of um, can we just sack this off and go to the pub? <laughs> I mean, it's not brilliant, is it? I'm not sure, I'm not sure if the uh, the powers that be here with the ENS Towers would, would be too happy with that. You know, if we get them a beer, they'll be all right. Um, first one, Warsaw 1, Cheltenham 2. Um, did we expect anything from this game? I suppose is the first question you should ask. Well, my prediction in the, in the Express and Star every Friday, check it out, uh, yeah. was actually a, a score draw, mainly because... I'm insanely and painfully optimi- optimistic when it comes to predicting oh, we scores will and games. Drill that out of you <laughs> quick. We will drill. Um, but realistically, no, Chandler were probably going to win that game, mm. um, and and they did so relatively, relatively comfortably. Mm. They weren't actually, I don't think, on their day really. They they similar to the Bradford game when I my first game. In the job that Bradford didn't actually play particularly well, yeah. but not particularly badly, deserved the win because Walsall weren't at the races. It was mm. it was basically the same as that. And and you go from there. That's that makes it what that makes it three losses yeah. in a row. And yeah. you think, right, it's a it's not it's not awful yet. There's a chance to turn it round. Uh, well, there's a chance now, but and also Chatham, you look at them and you think they're they're a decent side. Mm. It's probably realistic. I mean, the disappointing thing with those three is that you lost the two promoted teams before that in in Orient and, uh, yeah. and Salford. So um, I don't think it was t- too much of a disappointment coming out of that game. It was just what happened uh, in, the, in the aftermath of that is, is what has sort of spiraled a little bit. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we saw Gordon score from the spot. I mean, if you're going to score as a striker, I suppose you know any goal is a good goal, but. You want to score from open play, don't you? You don't necessarily yeah. want a penalty, but to be fair to him, he's got it and he's tucked it away. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there were, there were spells in the game. I mean, if you look at, because I had someone who missed the Orient second half and said to me, "Is this worse than the Orient second half?" And oh, that was grim. It was bad, wasn't it? You were there. It was, yeah, it was bad. I said no because this is performance-wise. I said no because there were spells in both halves, sort of ten, fifteen-minute spells where Warsaw were the better side, had the chances. Mm. And that's when they equalised. Um, Gordon worked hard all game. To be fair to him, I mean, he, he always does, and he, he just he just doesn't get those clear cut chances he need. He essentially makes the the penalty sort of out of nothing. I mean, mm. I've heard from fans that were nearer to the challenge that it was a bit soft. Um, but James Clark's done really well, carried the ball out, mm. played him sort of down the channel. He takes the ball in his stride and uh, and gets sort of bundled over. So for someone who hasn't scored this season. Someone who didn't score much last season either mm. to uh, to step up and put it away, and he put it away really convincingly as well. Yeah. Um, it's testament to him, really. It's fair, fair enough, and uh, it, it was good to it was, it was good for him to get on the score sheet personally. Although, as you mentioned, with Oldham and uh, Mansfield in the second, it hasn't gone particularly well for him since then. Yeah, um, 
shall we just get straight on to order? <laughs> oh god, <laughs> this game, I mean, uh, oh jeez. Wasn't great, was it? No, it really wasn't. Um, the thing is, the first 50 minutes, so first half, beginning of the second half, Warsaw easily the better side. Mm. Had, well, first half, I had a bio, had a, several chances running through on goal and, and things like that. He he, he, I thought he played well. Mm. Um, I know some fans disagreed with me when I said that, but I thought he played well. And just had, well, as well as you can without a striker taking their chances, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and they they were they were easily the better side. I mean, that Oldham team is a poor team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not a good side. They're not at all by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I was on a look at the fixtures actually, and at the moment uh, it's also a Tuesday night at the Banks is against Oldham. So I don't oh, know right, why okay. the Tuesday nights, but either end. But that, I'm sure that'd be a lovely game. In I think it might be dead dead of winter in February or something like that. But um, yeah, they yeah. I mean, it was shocking, and then well, they were shocking rather. Uh, Warsaw playing okay. I mean, it wasn't good. It wasn't great stuff. Don't get me wrong. They weren't blowing them away, but they were easily the better side. Mm. And then sort of five minutes into the second half, it's that moment of absolute madness. Yeah, from Matt Sadler. Matt Sadler gets himself sent off. I mean, in hindsight, it's easy to look at it and and see because they've gone on to lose the game two 0 mm. Why did he do that? At the time you can sort of see where he's coming from in the sense that he'd rather him get sent off them not score mm. and then they try and dig their heels in get a result but they scored within three minutes of him going off Yeah. so in hindsight when you look at it that way it looks absolutely ludicrous and uh, it was just, for someone who's so experienced 34 years old he's been there and done it to someone to I mean it does happen to players making mistakes but mm. to misjudge the ball that badly and it, the striker's about to run through on goal and he, he just jumps up and, and punches it or slaps it whatever he does yeah. and it was it was comical um, and I don't mean that as a, as a sort of taking the mick out of Matt personally mm, but it was no. just comical as a as an event as, you, you as don't a, see it very often do you? no it, that is the most the strangest red card I've ever seen in person I think it was just <laughs> it was so bizarre Yeah. Um, and then yeah they conceded within within three minutes of that Uh and then about ten minutes later, whatever it was, concede again, and they got players coming off injured left, right, and centre. It was, mm. yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good, a good day at the office. Sadly, this kind of thing with Sadler is this a sign of? I, I don't want to use the word, but I can't think of another one. Is it the sign of the desperation around Warsaw now to get out of this rut? Because it's no longer a blip, is it? It's a rut. Oh yeah, no, it's not a blip at all. Um, I, I, th- I suppose you can interpret it that way. Yeah, it shows a bit of a desperation to. To make something happen, to do something, to stop something—I I, mm. I don't know really. It's um, I p- personally, I think it was just a mistake. Um, mm. uh, I say he'll learn from me. He's, he's obviously an experienced player, but uh, I think overall, having him in the dressing room has been a positive this season, really. Yeah. So, um, and he had, and also, it's not like it was someone who was playing week in, week out. He mm. came into that side having made a change. Daryl Clark making a change. He hadn't. He's been in and out of the team. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it wasn't the end of the world, but it's just the fact that in hindsight they went on to lose the game two 0 after that happened, and it makes it look worse perhaps than what it was. Yeah, and then of course uh, the game against Mansfield, the Andy Cook derby, um, <laughs> and it went in his favour as well, didn't it? Yeah, big time. Well, yeah, I mean as I said with the injuries, the Cameron Pring, who'd only played two games coming back off ankle ligament damage, mm-hmm. went off at half time against Oldham injured. Yeah, Zach Jules came on for him. And then came off about half an hour later, injured. Yeah. James Clark injured himself right at the death of the game and moved into striker. 
when they were chasing the game just because he because he was literally hobbling around and they just yeah. threw him in strikers so they weren't having him causing so issues. he's not going to make a mistake and consider exactly goal, yeah. yeah and so then three all three of them were out injured for the Mansfield game and they mm. throw um, quite a, an unexpected sort of personnel choices uh, they went with the back three and they put Callum Cochran Mollett who's a left back in a mm. back th- in the left of the back three um, I expected Corey Roberts to come in because of the injuries uh, and then obviously Dan Scar played but um, before I got onto the negatives I think the young players played well they did well Cal- yeah, Cochran yeah. Mollett I thought played really well Alfie Bates had started through that was his third game in a row starting Danny Guthrie out injured he played really well he came off after an hour mm. to Guthrie came back on which I thought actually was harsh on him really to take him off Yeah, um, I thought he did really well I thought Corey Roberts did really well coming back off 14-15 um, months out with injury so that's a positive first of all it's something that Daryl Clark hinted on, hinted on after the game commented on after the game that mm. it's a positive that they have those players to come in because at a club like Warsaw which is how Daryl described it when you have players injured, first team players, you have the youth development coming through underneath it. It's not like they can have a thirty-man squad full of first teamers. Mm. So to have them players come in and 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 do well, play well, is a positive. Um, and sadly, it was the story. It was the story of the season, almost in one game. And mm. they, the performance easily was improved, hundred percent improved from Oldham, from Cheltenham. Big time. They were the, they were the better team out of the two. Yeah, they had the chances to win that game four one four two easily. Uh, Rory Gaffney should have had a hat trick. Uh, two one on ones, uh, an open goal that was his shot was blocked because there was there was any conviction yeah. in his shots. It felt like and it felt like he if I don't, he doesn't feel like the, the same player. He's had a run in the team since he joined. He was making an impact to start with in in the sense that he was linking players at working hard and he still works hard. Don't get me wrong, but he. There wasn't any convic- conviction in his shots. There wasn't any. Uh, it, it, his confidence seems so low that it almost looks like when he gets the ball, he isn't going to score. Mm. Which is the sad thing about it. And a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. You start, you start double-guessing yourself. You're never going to score, are you? Exactly. And uh, so I feel like maybe he needs a rest personally. But yeah, if he takes his chances, Warsaw will win that game easily. I mean, mm. they go they go one 0 down. I mean, almost written in the script. Andy Cook scores. <laughs> Andy Cook scores. Yeah, he was he, always going to. He, he always going to. Apart from that, he didn't really do anything all game. To be honest with you, mm. he scored and didn't really do anything. Nicky Maynard didn't have a sniff pretty much the whole game. Um, but he scores. He gives it the big one in front of the the home serve stand. Did you see the celebration he did? Um, no, I've not actually seen it personally. <laughs> he, he runs a lot. I say I'll try and explain it for uh, listening purposes. He runs across the the stand uh, looking pointing whatever and he starts doing this so he's making out uh, that he's got a, a fat belly yeah, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. pregnant or whatever he wants to say um, doing all this the players coming around him he just carries on doing it hand over mm. hand over going like that um, I mean he is, he's, a, he's a chunky boy isn't he <laughs> yeah I, I think um, Cookie was always one who was never delighted with some of the treatment from the fans um, no last season and He's not. Let's just say he's not the leanest chap in the world. No, no. Um, so I feel like it may have been an easy, um, easy stick to beat him with. Maybe. Well, the, <laughs> at one point in the second half, he was he was quite near me, and some fans near me. One of them shouted, um, "When's it due, Cookie?" Uh. And it, it did really make me laugh. First of all, um, but yeah, I mean, he. It's not something he scores against you, though. No, exactly. He scores. And he does that as well. I mean, the problem is as well that. That what they could do with his goal scoring now. Oh yeah. What they could do with it. I mean, he, he the problem is, Darrell Clark's made it clear he didn't want to stay. You mm. can't keep players that don't want to stay. 
make some money. I mean, he's on a lot more money at Mansfield than he was at, at Warsaw. They've got a bigger budget, etc. Mm. So, sadly, he had to, he, he had to go. It wasn't that the club wanted him to go. He had to go, uh, and they've not they've not been able to replace him since. So he gets on the score sheet at a time when Warsaw already had one one on one. Uh, what on, on top in the game mm. playing well equaliser comes uh, Adebayo had to come on for Gordon because Gordon got himself injured uh, story of Wolves I know it's just another injury it was sad and he came off after 25 minutes Adebayo comes on and Adebayo had an excellent game mm. really really good um, he wins the free kick um, where he's, that he scores from so um, gets, he's getting dragged all over the place shirt pulled he's getting mm. thrown to the ground and wins a free kick uh on the right hand side of the box sort of maybe 30 yards out or so and Rory Holden who's coming for a lot of stick this season putting in an absolutely beautiful ball it mm. was a really really good ball it had pace whip it had everything on it it, it, it was perfect in swinger Adebayo gets his head on it 1-1 and you're thinking and that was on like the 42nd minute mm. well sorry 47th minute second minute of added time whatever it was so it was right on the death of of half time and they the, go the, one of the best times to score oh big time yeah way. they come out second half and they were all over him mm. Adebayo is running his socks off he's running himself into the ground he's, he's coming back into midfield winning the ball play, spraying it wide Kinsella wins a ball really high up plays mm. Gaffney in one on one his shot was so tame and it was saved again and within 20 seconds they broke at the other mm. end and, and they scored the winner and that was just the story of the game story of the season sadly um if if and I don't want to put the blame on one player, but if he takes those chances, Rory Gaffney, they mm. win that game. Simple yeah. as that. They were the better team. They weren't perfect. They had times in the game, and spells in the game where Mansfield were better. They they struggled defensively. Defending for the second goal wasn't great. Mm. Um, but if they take those chances, they win the game, and that's what's so frustrating for fans, staff, people at the club. The players. That's what's so frustrating because they they take those chances, they win that game, and mm. the rut's done. And you don't have to go into a Swindon game against an informed side, desperate for a result. That's 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 the issue. If you get a result there, the pressure's off a little bit at least. Yeah, and this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, I suppose there are positives to take from from these performances, but until you get the three points, mm. you know, the amount of times you can say, oh yeah, there are positives to take, but until you get a win it doesn't really matter does it well it, it goes both ways in the sense that there's only so many times you can be positive about not winning and there's only so many times you can be critical about the same thing over and over again it, it's mm. it, it, you don't want to be repetitive and that comes from a, a media point from Daryl's point of view as well um, from people at the club I mean they, they know what they need to do to, to change it it's just a case of the tide turning the momentum swinging uh, I think it will do um, knowing knowing Warsaw they'll end up winning on Saturday when no one <laughs> yeah. expects them to but uh, I mean I'd love it as well another away win it'd be absolutely brilliant uh, and you need and also without getting too fired at myself you need a result before you go into that Darlington FA Cup game because if you go into that Darlington game six losses in a row even a draw at Swindon is a good result going into the six mm. losses in a row into Darlington I mean that pressure's on then big yeah. time Let's talk about that. Um, you know the the draw, Darlington. It's funny because we were talking off air ahead of it. The last, the last, the last draw you want is a team like Darlington away. We said, um, and the gods of the the FA Cup draw were clearly listening and gave us oh, Darlington at home. The, the exact words we both said, and I went home that night and said the exact same words to my mum. <laughs> I was in the kitchen and it was I think about seven o'clock, almost time for the draw. I said, oh, I don't want Darlington away. 
<laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be Tuesday night. No, sorry, Saturday. Uh, well, even if it is a Saturday, rather. Don't want to go there anyway. Get them at home. I'm thinking, oh, that's, that's fine. Home game. And then I realise, oh, no, it is Darlington. If they draw, it is, it's, not, it's not even a Saturday. It's a Tuesday. Oh. It's a Tuesday night away in Darlington. Um, I don't think even from a fan point of view that's a positive, let alone a media point of view. I don't no. want to go to Darlington away. It's nothing against Darlington. It's just a lot of travelling on a Tuesday night and <laughs> I really I mean I never I've always wanted Walsall to win I always want them to win when I'm in this job but I never want them to win more than I do <laughs> on, night, on the 9th of November please win that game you will be willing them on sad, um, well I'm sad all all lose it <laughs> but yeah, I don't want them to don't lose don't draw it I obviously don't want them to lose it but just don't draw it whatever you do do not draw it um, yeah well either way that'll be interesting but um, a winnable a winnable game I mean in theory well in theory they're two divisions below and they should be winnable yeah uh, well they're, they're favourites despite they could win they could lose sorry 15 games in a row and they'd still be favourites to win that mm. game they they, sh- they should win that game they've got the personnel to win that game there'll be changes made but I think especially if they lose to Swindon I think uh, I think Daryl Clark will put out a relatively strong side because they, especially with being at Saturday game it's not like they're playing an extra fixture so mm. they're going to they're going to need they're going to need the win. Yeah, <laughs> depends yeah. on what happens on Saturday, of course. Certainly does. Um, right, let's get on to questions. Questions. Here we go. Questions. Throw questions. First one, Keith Thomas. Clark said after the Oldham game, players will be put on a transfer list. Question: What happens when nobody comes in for them? Does he really think we have a budget to be stuck with them and bring in new players? Yeah, that's a, it's a good point because you you look at some of the players that aren't performing without naming names and, and if they're the ones I mean I don't know any names that Daryl is considering selling but if you pluck any name out that isn't playing well teams aren't going to want to buy them are they I mean there are a couple of players that are on loan but mm. I'd argue not not many of them are going to be returned the ones that are going to, going to go are probably the ones that are there permanently so um that is it's a great it's a great point definitely and you can't I mean the, the club can't afford to just cancel contracts Mm. Um, players the teams that will come in for these kind of players are teams that are probably struggling more than Warsaw so are these players going to want to go there probably not mm. I also think it's uh, partially I, I, I don't doubt that what Daryl's saying he means but I also think it's partially a bit of a message to the, to the yeah. dressing room as well which which you, you do often have with, with managers in football that it's a bit of a message to say Look, <laughs> book your ideas up which is, what he's, which is what he's been trying to do for a few weeks now and um, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a good point. They're not going to want to buy these players that aren't either aren't playing or just aren't performing. You've seen it before as well. You know, you see the tactics managers use. I've seen it before, where I'm sure I read one story a couple of years back where a manager transfer listed his entire squad, and it's like, well, he's not going to sell his entire squad, no. is he? It's it's a clear message, and it's one that's trying obviously to get a mm. reaction. Um, and and Daryl Clark, I mean, he's. He's a he's an outspoken manager. He's not scared yeah. of you know upsetting people, is he? No, no, no. And he said today in the in the press conference today, if people will say to him, whether that's fans, people of the club, I don't know, but people will say to him, oh look, he, you, should you be saying this? Should you be that harsh on the players? And his attitude is, I'll say what I feel, what I want, because they're football footballers that should be able to take the take the pressure should be able to deal with it mm. um, I do actually agree with him in that sense uh, if footballers at this level are struggling with pressure I mean imagine the pressure at the top it's yeah. it's, it's a lot different so um, and 
I, I do. I, I mean, obviously, it depends on exactly the words he's saying. But in terms of the tactics of going for having a bit of a go at them, there there is the right time to do it, which I think he's taken at certain times. The Oldham game was mm. the time he, he really went in, and I don't blame him for that at all. Yeah, there have been other times, particularly after Mansfield, where he was a lot more. He was a lot more calm and more more reserved because mm. the players actually played quite well. So there are times when he does it, which I think oh, he needs to keep doing it at the right time. He can't be mm. consistently doing it. So um, I think the way he's doing it at the moment is actually the right way. Um, perhaps if he starts, I don't, I don't think he will do this, but if he started saying A, B, and C, naming players, they're gone. Yeah. That might not be <laughs> that might not be the best thing to do. But I don't think he would do that anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think if he just keeps that balance. Um, It'll be, it'll be okay and I mean the, the players by the Mansfield performance have responded in some sense at least yeah certainly um, Miles Drake how do you intend to rectify the keen effect having broken <laughs> the unbeaten run with your trip to Berlin also how are you coping with decorative spiders all over the place today well spiders wise it's, it's all good I mean I did actually kill one the other day it is Halloween we should, we should, we should mention yeah. we're recording on Halloween oh yeah happy Halloween happy Halloween it's my mum's birthday today is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, happy happy birthday to me. She's, uh, yes, uh, to Deborah Keane. Happy birthday, Debbie. Uh, does she listen? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> she she doesn't read anything or listen to anything. I just, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll go, oh, do, you, do, you, do you want to have a look at it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have a look at it. She'll have a look on a laptop, but she, I don't think she really is that yeah. bothered. Not one of them. <laughs> doesn't really care that much. She's happy for me, but yeah. <laughs> she's, uh, yeah, happy birthday. Um, no, uh, spiders. It's been good. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm consistently checking my pillows still, even to this day now. <laughs> well, how long has it been? What six weeks? Something yeah, like yeah, something like that. I've been. I'm still checking my pillows every single night without fail. Yeah. Uh, but fingers with Halloween though, you get them ones which you put up on walls. I'm alright with that. I'm alright with that because because normally the ones you, on what, what if you don't know they're real? Or no, because normally the ones on walls are like the size of ones you would get in Australia, which I know we wouldn't get here, which mm. are like the size of my head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I know that's not real. Uh, yeah. What was um, the other thing about the keen yeah, effects? The keen oh. effects. Yeah, you broke the keen effects. That, yeah, that You've ruined it big it. time. That, that ruined it big time. All for it? a trip to bloody Berlin. Well, I'll just put it out there that the press officer, Paul, is actually missing Saturday's game. So we're thinking that whenever someone misses something, the tide turns. So perhaps. Ah, right, okay. So perhaps. Because there's now been another break in the, in the status quo. So I'm thinking now that he's going to be gone for a game, it might be go back the other way. Did you ever watch Final Destination? I've seen a couple of them, yeah. You know, like when someone manages to cheat death, and it kind of like skips them, and then it kind of goes back. And don't, don't, don't they don't they always come back and get killed anyway? Y- yeah, yeah, eventually, but, <laughs> so, but like it changes. Well, that's a positive the, it message. Changes, it changes the pattern, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that, that there you go. That that, that pattern's going to get changed. I'm confident of that. All right, okay. I think. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, Kev YGA, given his comments over the past two weeks. Do you think that the pressure is mounting on Clark and do you think his job is under threat? This is interesting because there are rumours going about at one point mm. which um, were seeming to suggest or claiming that um, he was willing to hand in his resignation. Yes, uh, shout out to Kev, he's one of the sadder social chaps. He's a, he's a good lad. Um, mm. Right, so this came from the Chantham game, I believe it was. That would, that would make sense when we haven't spoke about it on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I just got a couple of tweets after the games. Uh, quite a few, actually, saying there's a there's a rumour. I heard he's 100% gone. I've heard he's, he's not happy. Excuse me, I've not even had my lunch today. It's already coming up. <laughs> um, he, he's, he's not happy. He's told the board he'll go, blah, blah, blah. There was even one person said to me, 
he's told the board he'll go within the next four games but why would you hang around if you're going to do that that, that's not going to happen so I, I went to the club straight away I said listen I've had these tweets my responsibility is I have to ask you are they true? Mm. I, I mean, I said to them at the time, I said, I, I, I don't personally believe that this has got any truth in it, but I have to ask the question. If I leave it and it, and it is true, I'll look stupid. So yeah, I've yeah, got to yeah. ask the question. Load of rubbish. <laughs> which is what I was explaining. Which is what I was expecting, sorry. Uh, load of rubbish. Um, the cl- uh, One of the press uh, officers come back to, comes back to me, I haven't spoken to the secretary. Mm. Load of rubbish, nothing in it. Um, and uh, and yeah, simple as that, really. Um, I even had once I put that out, I even had some people tweeting me saying, uh, "Well, the club would say that, wouldn't they?" <laughs> but when it comes to something like that, the club wouldn't just say that and lie about it. If he was gone, they would tell me he's gone. Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't necessarily. They wouldn't. I wouldn't be the first person they'd tell. They would probably tell the press officers, other people in their office. Mm-hmm. They'd ring me or grab me and say, "Look, this has happened." Well. The relationship I've built and the, and the, and the Express Star has with the club is that mm. they would then ring me and say, "Look, this is this is about to happen. We're putting it out at this time, just to let you know." Yeah, that's the, basically the way it would work, and that hopefully that gives people a bit more of an insight in, in sort of the way it works with, with especially with something that big. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, to those people that say, "Oh, the club would say that," they wouldn't. They wouldn't just say that and lie if he had just resigned after the game. That wouldn't mm. happen. So. Um, so yeah, that one first of all was untrue. Uh, if I think his job's under threat, I don't personally think it is at the moment. I think if you well, if you carry on losing games, eventually it's going to catch up with you. But I think yeah. the board are, are patient enough with him and think he's the right man enough to let this slide for at least a bit more time now. Mm. Um, and and if he if he if I think he feels the pressure, I think he always feels the pressure. I think he's a football manager that puts his. That, I mean, I'm not just saying this because I work technically work with him. Mm. He genuinely puts everything into it. He lives away from his family. He he says to us in in uh, press conferences that he's up till five after losses and five in the morning mm. watching games. And I believe him when he says that. He he really does put it all in because he just loves the, he loves the game and he, and he wants to be successful. So. I think he always feels that pressure. I don't think he feels any more particular pressure because of this. When they were winning four games in a row, we were asking him, saying, oh, this is it's all great, isn't it? You're winning games. And he, mm. he kept saying, I'm not getting carried away. No, 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 no. Yeah. And I think that's the right attitude to have with a balance of enjoying the positives when they happen, which I think he did a bit after Mansfield. I think he actually was quite happy with how it went, regardless mm. of the result. So I don't think he actually is, is under any feels he's under any other pressure than, than normal I don't think he actually is under any more pressure than any other manager that is on a losing streak I think mm. so uh, I don't I don't envision that he would go anytime soon but if you look at what uh, Swinford what's the, what's the club called again it's Swinford isn't it was my, who have they got on Saturday was Swindon my, Swindon I was saying Swinford my, my mind just went then I don't know, I don't know what happened <laughs> Uh, Swindon. <laughs> I really don't know what happened then. Uh, Swindon and Darlington. If they lose them two games, then possibly, mm. especially because of the nature of of the, the FA Cup, who they're playing, yeah. then you you start to think there's a there's a possibility of it. But no, I don't think so at the moment, personally. Mm. Um, Holly asks regarding what Daryl has said about backing the players. Um, I'm sure we've done that all season long. To be honest, it feels like a dig, but I hope it isn't. We've been to every game except Crew because of a wedding. This obviously Holly, you mm. know, as a fan herself, uh, we've only seen us win at Northampton, Morecambe, Crawley, and really that is shocking. 
Yeah. No, she, yeah, she's got the, the last thing. She's definitely got a point. Um, I don't think it is a dig. This is the story that was out today. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think it is a dig. Um, he has been very, very positive about the fans all season. Um, and I think it was... Because certain players do get made scapegoats. I mentioned this mm. in the last uh, podcast. They do, whether for right or wrong reasons, they do get called out individually. Gary Little, Rory Holden being two examples of that. So... Mm-hmm. I think um, what, you, what, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> My mind's gone blank today. Um, what's happened? Basically, she's saying um, that she feels like she's been backing the players all season. Is it a bit? Oh, ah, there we go. Yeah, no, it's not a dig. I don't think it is a dig. I think it's just a case of oh, I'm knocking everything. This is this is going shocking now. You need I'll, to have some lunch. I'm you. all over the place here. Uh, right, the I don't think it is a dig. Now, I think he he's just saying basically. If you look at the quotes sort of deeply, look at each line, he's basically saying with these certain players that get a lot of stick can mm. we try and give them a chance I think the, one of the quotes and this isn't word for word but something along the lines of not after 10 minutes but after a game if you want to boo or clap then you've got the right to have that to mm. voice your opinion so uh, I think he's actually quite fair in that sense that he's saying you have the right to have your opinion I mean the opinions are everywhere we've mm. got them Yeah. you look at Sky you look at Twitter you look at any, anywhere you go the, the opinions are there from fans themselves of course as well so I don't think he's saying they can't have that he's just saying don't don't start getting on their backs after 10 minutes give them a, give them a chance during games mm. and, and let them have the opportunity to turn it around yeah um, Henry W any free transfers looking likely and how many players is Darryl Clark looking to sign in January mm. five or six maybe so with free transfers uh, I've said this a couple times now um, that I've been told there's nothing in, in in the works basically mm. when I first came to the jobs one of the things I did within a couple of weeks was was ask the club because it was something that Darrell mentioned that he was still looking at um, I said it's after a couple of weeks is there anything in the pipeline and mm. basically I was told the odds are slim because if you look at because I think it was sort of late September by that time mid-September so you, the response I had was if you look at the players that are available now they've been out since May, June yeah. they're not fit we're probably not going to take anyone on Yeah, which is I think is probably a sensible approach unless it's the right fit you're not gonna, there's mm. no point in taking anyone is there so uh, so that the answer to that is no uh, how many players it will be in January I five or six is probably just more than I'd expect I'd say I'd maybe say three to four or maybe mm. three to five might be a better way of putting it. So uh, I think there will be a few. I think there'll be more than perhaps some people might expect. Uh, and also going the other way as well. I think there'll be one or two that will mm. see leave as well, uh, whether that's loans or or, uh, or or being sold. So I think it'll be a relatively busy month I'll for me you, as well as the club. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'd take a goal-scoring striker. <laughs> Any day. Can Andy Cook come back? <laughs> Even after all this abuse. Um, last one, uh, Mark Edgington. Um Will we be able to attract players of a decent enough quality in January to help us out of this mess? I have my doubts. I think this is something I think at any level players are concerned about, and I think I always say the answer is yes to that kind of question because I know this is an extreme example, but if you look at teams in the Premier League that mm. are struggling uh, in January, most of them go out and spend twenty five million on a on a winger or a striker to yeah. try and get them out of that rut. You've got to be in a real hole, um, and I mean a real real hole. I mean, when you saw Villa go down that year, that January, they could not sign yeah. a player for love nor money because everyone looked at them and said, No chance. <laughs> you're, you're not getting out the mess you're in. No. Why would I put a relegation on my season? Exactly. And I, I don't think 
uh, Warsaw aren't at that level in no. League 2 I know it's not looking great but they're not at that level by, by a long stretch so uh, they will be able to bring players in there will be players that want to join them um, and I'll add a little bit on to this where I think they should be looking I think they need another winger mm-hmm. they need a striker winger definitely well both definitely but winger if I can explain more is that they have Wes McDonald on one wing who actually hasn't started the last two games funnily enough but when he does start that he is the only player in that squad that offers what he offers. There's yeah. no, there's no other player that's similar to him. They need someone like him, equally as dangerous on the ball on mm-hmm. the other on the other flank, personally. So that a striker, probably another central midfielder, um, and and yeah, I mean maybe centre half they're fine. Maybe another full back, maybe another mm-hmm. left back, but there's nothing too taxing there. So they, 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 there are. Places they need to improve, and they they will be able to bring the players in. I'm I'm confident of that. Yep, right. Um, it is Halloween, so I've come up with a, a little segment. We have the lights flickering. Yeah, the the light in the in in the uh, bubble in the Express and Star, <laughs> as it's as it's commonly known, is flickering. Uh, I'm going to have to contact maintenance about that. <laughs> Very spooky. <laughs> yeah, but it does offer a spooky feel. Um, uh, but no, the segment is called Scary Stats, uh, and it's it's I. Told you a little white lie before. I oh no! What is it going to be then? You said, "Is it a quiz?" And I was like, "I didn't want to worry you and say yes." <laughs> but it's a, it's a very simple quiz. It's true or false. The thing is, actually, is... Like, I actually do enjoy the quizzes. I'm just not very good at them. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, either way, it's a scary stat I'm going to reel off. Okay. You've got to tell me whether it's true or false. Oh, okay. I know. With it. Okay, I see where this is going. So it's it's and then, and then we can discuss the stats afterwards because so got... ones that are false and I say they're true, it makes me look. Terrible, potentially, <laughs> potentially. None of them. That's like, fine with me. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Okay. First scary stat: Warsaw have conceded twice as many goals as they've scored this season. True or false? That's true. It is true. Yeah. It's not a good record, that is. It? No, it's not. But my maths very quickly sort of because they've conceded twelve in the last three. You know, last five games they've only scored three, and they've mm. scored eleven all season. So I thought, yeah, it must be double then. Yeah. It's not great, is it? It's not brilliant. They scored eleven in the league. Well, that's in the league in the cup. You had, you can, I think, you can add two onto that possibly. Yeah. I suppose the question you'd ask is, is three. and I, th- I suppose it's a question many people would ask, but those in the know know where the problems are. It's up front, isn't it? It's not. It's not the goals you're conceding that's all. It's the goals you're not scoring. Hundred percent. Although added onto that, in the last in, the, in their rut that they're in, they are conceding too many goals as well. But mm. as a whole, their defence is relatively decent. So yeah. Striking, their goal scoring strikers, that's what they need. Next stat. State, Mr. Captain Obvious, whatever they call it. Oh, yep. Warsaw score a goal every 180 minutes. True or false? 180 minutes, that's false. It is false, it's 130 minutes. Yeah, I thought that was too much. That's once every that's two once, games. Once every two yeah, games. I thought that was. That would be shocking. That would I mean, be bad, yeah. It's still not great once every 130 minutes, though. Yeah, well, 130 minutes isn't good at all, but it's a lot better than 180. Yeah, um, Warsaw concede a goal every 63 minutes. Hmm. Yeah, I'm that's true. It is true. Oh, I'm smashing it. It's true. They concede, they're basically conceding a goal every hour. Um, Warsaw are the team in the worst five game form. In the country's tr- top four divisions, I I saw something about this that there are only one of four or five clubs that are on a five-game losing streak or something like that. 
So I'm going to say false. It's true. Oh, I, might, I might have got that mixed Over up. Over the last five games, they've got the worst form in, in the top four divisions. I suppose it makes sense they've lost five games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I must be thinking about something else actually. Over yeah. top, over the, uh, in six, if you're talking six game form, they're not quite the worst. They're not quite. Who is the worst after six? I, I think, I think Southend are around there. <laughs> of course they are. Uh, Derek, um, Derek Bishop would be very happy. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't be thrilled. And I think there's a team in the championship in there as well. Oh dear. I think. Stoke maybe, I don't know. Um, well, Stoke won. They won two in a row. They won two in a row, yeah. Um, it'll be another team in the championship. Borough. Uh, may, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I can't quite remember. Um, I did. I, I had these all looked up and then I've, I've closed my webpage, unfortunately. <laughs> last one, last one. Also have the most defeats of any team in League Two. Ooh. I was looking at the table like literally before we came in this room, so I'm going to have a quick... Dodge back in my memory. I'm gonna say false. You're correct. It's oh. false. It's false. Stevenage are, and Morecambe have got more, haven't they? Surely. Morecambe have the most ten defeats. Ten defeats out of sixteen games. Walsall match Carlisle with nine. Oh really? Yeah. Stevenage mm. picked up a couple of jaws, I think, didn't they? Mm. Nine. I didn't think it was nine. That is bad, actually. I thought it was less than nine. Mm. Off the top of my head. Scary. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Even that laugh was a bit uh, demonic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a bit of an evil laugh about it. Um, no, it, things will get better. They got to get better. Hundred percent, they will. Uh, the, I keep saying it, and fans probably won't like me keep saying it, but they're not going to get relegated. And I will keep saying it until, until. they lose a Darlington. <laughs> no, um, I, I don't think they will. I think there's too much. There's too much there for them to get down personally. But mm. um, let's hope. Fingers crossed. There's only one team going down. I mean, there are some dire clubs in this in this division. Yeah. Some clubs, some really bad teams, and Warsaw are better than those bad teams. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Even though they lost one of them, Oldham, the other day, but Oldham are not a good side. Yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, when it, gets, when it gets to our Christmas podcast, I'm hoping there'll be a cheerier segment. Oh, I, I hope so. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. We can get a couple of beers in there, some mince pies. It'd be gorgeous. There'll be mince pies. I don't yeah. know if they'll let us bring I in beers. I don't really like mince pies, but I'll love one anyway. I'll bring something Christmassy in. Yeah. Uh, pigs in blankets, that'd be nice. Oh, all right, mate. We haven't got, <laughs> we ain't got a bloody oven here, you know. <laughs> um, right, okay. Let's get on to uh, our preview. Here we go. Swindon versus Walsall. Swindon fifth in League Two. Can the Saddlers stop the rot? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> preview done. No. Um, I... As I said this earlier, I've been probably painfully optimistic every single week. My predictions. I, I, this is actually the first week I've predicted Warsaw to lose a game. Really? Genuinely, it's the first time. Uh, the reason I'm doing that is not to be negative, but I just think Swindon have got too much, sadly. Mm. Um, Owen Doyle up front for them has scored 13 goals this season in the league. Uh, well, in all competitions. Warsaw scored 11 in the league, and he scored 13. So he scored more goals in, more, in all competitions than Warsaw have in the league? Yeah. When he, in, in all competitions, I know, in all competitions, Warsaw's have got, I think they've got 14, so it's only one more. Oh, I think dear. it's 14 off the top of my head. So it's, yeah, I mean, he's he's in red, red hot form. They had a little bit of a little bit of a sticky spell. They lost one or two games, drew a couple, but they, uh, I think they won that game before this one, but they, on Saturday, they went out away at Crawley, where Warsaw obviously got that really good 3-2 win. Mm. They went away to Crawley, which Crawley were a decent side, not an easy place to go, and they went and won 4-0. Uh, 
Oof. Owen Doyle got a hat trick, and it just it does not bode well. It's it's it really does not bode well. They're they're in form. They're the highest. They're the highest scorers, uh, joint highest scorers in the whole division. I think off the top of my head, joint with Crew at the top of the league. I think that's right anyway. But they're they're up there. Um, so what you're telling me is he's due a bad game. And what I'm telling you is we're also going to win a scrappy one nil, <laughs> and it's going to be, and I'm going to be buzzing. I'm going to be on the pitch. With <laughs> You'll be there with Daryl Clark popping the champagne. Bottles. Yeah, me, me and Daryl will be chinking the glasses. I'll, I'll be running on with a scarf around my head, swinging it round. Uh, it would, you'd love it for them to win. And it, mm. of course, you look at it this way. I spoke to Elijah Adebayo in the press conference today. Yeah, his words were, "Look, it's eleven v eleven. It's just another game." we can beat them. Mm. He's 100% right. Of course he is. They, it is just a football game. They can beat them. But the odds and the stats are telling you that they're not going to. Yeah. And I really hope I'm wrong, but sadly I think Swindon have got too much. They're looking really strong. I mean, they've got, mid, they play 4-4-2 normally. They've got Grant and I think it's Doherty, I think that's how you pronounce it, in the middle. Mm. They've got Isgrove on the, on the right, Doyle up top. They've got, they have got some really good players. Um, mm. And I'm surprised Bradford let Doyle go on loan. Yeah, to, I, to Swindon. That's some of the decisions you see, don't you? Because they've got you look at. I mean, they've got Vaughan and Donaldson up top. But if you have him on the bench, I mean, then three as you as you've got three strikers. I mean, mm. you can't. I mean, you can't go wrong at this level with that. No, no, not at all. Um, I tell you what, I'd absolutely snatch your hand off if you offer me a draw right now. Oh, so hundred percent. And you just need to stop that rot. If you stop the rot, anything, you, anything to stop it. Obviously, good performance against Mansfield. It makes everyone feel a bit better, but realistically, mm. it hasn't stopped points-wise where they're going. Stop that rot. Pick up a draw. Obviously, it wouldn't be great, but pick up something, and you go into Darlington game, and it looks slightly better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose as well. I mean, going on that point that you just mentioned with Adebayo, you can go into a game against a team like this, and first ten minutes, you get through on goal. Someone clips your heels, gets sent off. You know, all of a sudden the game's the whole game's twisted in your favour, yeah. isn't it? Well, this, it's exactly what happened at Oldham. I mean, Warsaw were the better team, sending off, and they they lost the game comfortably after mm. sending off. Um, I mean, obviously you don't want to be hoping on that to happen because the odds of it happening are, are slim. But you go into you should go into every game as a footballer, as a football well, as a football fan. It's difficult because I've been there myself. <laughs> you can't impact you, the performance. You can't the impact team. the performance, and you have the in a run like this, you're pessimistic, understandably. But as a player, you should be going out there and thinking, "I can, we can change this game." I think if Adebayo mm. plays like he did against Mansfield, I think he'll start personally, probably because of injuries more so than mm. than anything else. But if they can go into that and, and and just start positively, put that that pressure on the press that they put on Mansfield in the first ten minutes was working well. Mm. If they go out and do that. They can win the game. Does it help being on the road? Do you think? Because you know when you are when you are on a run like this, and you're playing at home, and as I mean, as Clark kind of alluded to in in the piece today, saying that you know you got to give players a chance. You always feel like a travelling support. You maybe got a little bit more leeway, I think, because you're not playing in front of a yeah. massive crowd. I think, and this might be a really bizarre thing to say, but I think especially coming after five losses. November has got the potential mm. to be five wins. <laughs> what? That's a claim. That's, that is a. I know. Let me explain why. It's a really bizarre thing to say. The reason I'm saying that is, or at least five results. Let me put it that way. If they get something at Swindon, mm. bearing in mind the majority of their wins, well, all of their wins, I think, have come up on the road this year. Have they won at home in the league. No, I don't think so. They won in the cup. 
either, either or they, their form, home form has been not been very good at all mm. if they get something at Swindon away where they've been winning where their games they have won they've been doing well away from home they get result there they then go on to f- is it four home games in a row so they have Darlington obviously in the FA Cup then Forest Green in the uh, the trophy Cambridge, Cambridge Stevenage isn't Stevenage it? And that's that. That ends the month. And that's and that's the entire of the month. End of yeah. November, yeah. So then, then you've got the break now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you look at you look at that, and there there is if, if they get results Swindon, they can go into the Darlington game with a bit more bit of confidence. They should get a result there, and they look at. I mean, the EFR trophies, I suppose, neither here nor there really. Mm. But you look at the Cambridge and Stevenage games as games where they're definitely, of course, they're winnable. 100% the winner well Stevenage are mid-table sorry Stevenage are bottom uh, or second bottom now Cambridge are mid-table they, their games they should be getting results mm. from at home especially so if they can build that confidence up at Swindon get a result They, I really do think they could they could do have a good month and mm. it sounds like a weird thing to say but if you look at it in that sense then, then that's how it can work but the last thing you want is going into that Stevenage game desperate for a result mm. against a team that you're close to in points now who were uh, at, well, a few weeks ago, we're miles adrift of everyone. Mm. If you go into that game needing a result, then that doesn't bode well at all. No, it doesn't look great, does it? Um, in terms of the team, can we expect any changes, do you think? Yeah, uh, he hasn't given us any names, but he's told us that a couple of the injuries are back, mm. or, or it's hopefully back, is the way he said. So I expect James Clark possibly will be back in. Mm. Um, I'm expecting Lavery might be on the bench. Because if Gordon's still out, well, if he's going to be out, I think yeah. Lavery might be on the bench. Um, changes in the actual side. I'm, I'm expecting Wes McDonald to probably come back in and get a start again. I think Adebayo will start. Mm. Um, I think Shea Facey might get his first league start because he had an injury. Mm. Uh, I think he might come in because Norman didn't pull up any trees really in his start against Mansfield. and mm-hmm. uh, I, think, I think Shea might get a chance. So I think there'll be a couple, but... With, as with every week with Daryl, it, it, it could be any formation and any team. It, 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 he springs surprises on us every week. So, yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, we will indeed. And lastly, give me a score prediction. So, I, everything in, in my heart wants to tell me what's going to get a result. But I'll go with uh, a 2-1 loss, sadly. 2-1 loss, I tell you what. Um Let's hope the run ends soon. I'd love it. I'll be, I'll be on the pitch. I'll be shrieking. I'll be on there. <laughs> and you'll be getting your P45 shortly after, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Adam goal, top corner. Who's this running across the pitch? I'm there. I'm just in the, our photographer's getting snapped to me. I'm just on the pitch. Come on. Laptop's been dashed across the turf. <laughs> uh, I would love it. Yeah, that would be good. Absolutely love it. Right, that just about does us for another episode, mate. Excellent. Yeah, 50 minutes of um, of chit-chat and somehow it wasn't all doom and gloom. No, well, I mean, it's never doom and gloom when I'm around, apart from the fact that my brain on two occasions just completely shut down on me. That's all right, I can't, I can't I blame sandwich. you. I can't blame you, you need, you need some lunch in you. Let's it's, go. It's well past two o'clock. Um, right, yeah, as I said, that just about does it. So if you, um, if you enjoyed it, then please make sure you give us a review on iTunes. They really do help us out. And of course, you know, share this with your fellow Warsaw fans, any, anyone and uh, everyone. Uh, and don't forget to get um, your autograph books out for Liam yes. the next time you see him. I want to see him. Um, but right, that's just about does it from me, from Liam. See you later. Fond farewell. <laughs>